When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Conspiracy, the show, with your hosts, Adam Todd Brown and Connor McSpadden. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Conspiracy, the show. I still have gum in my mouth. How fucking gross is that? That was not the plan when I set out to introduce this podcast. But here we are. I have a guest today, Fizzle Dosani. Hey, thanks for having me. Tell the people a little about yourself. You were on Unpopular Opinion before, but you've never been on this podcast. Yeah, this is this is sort of I'm into this stuff. So I yes. was I was honored and excited when you asked me to join today. Um, I'm a comedian as well uh, and an app developer. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have to listen to the outtakes, I think, to, <laughs> to get that reference. If you even post it, we were. I think that yeah. was. A, I think that'll go in the outtakes. Okay, so if you, <laughs> if you want to be privy to that inside joke, um, do you have to pay more money? Yeah, it's a Patreon only thing. Okay, do I get a cut? No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> you get a percentage of every time that episode's <laughs> downloaded. But yeah, <laughs> so I'm a comic. Um, I uh, created a comedy brand called Facial Recognition Comedy, which I run with um, some great women, other comedians as well. And uh, it's a national tour, a weekly podcast, and um, it's a great stand-up show. I have heard good things. I've never seen it. It's on the west side. Yeah, like our I might LA as well show... have to helicopter there. <laughs> well, I mean, after we've, we've figured yeah, that app, app situation thing, yeah, out. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we'll have, <laughs> you'll have options. Right. So we're talking about a thing that actually came up on the episode of Unpopular Opinion yeah. that you were on. Uh, we talked about aliens, which that shouldn't surprise anyone. I talk about aliens all the fucking time. But you brought up the idea that government should have to disclose what kind of countries or what kind of uh, alien technologies they've encountered. Yeah, you know, I think – because we were supposed to come in with unpopular opinions right. and, you know, obviously everyone had to suspend disbelief and accept their aliens to oh, you know, not here. hear my opinion. Yeah, not here. <laughs> everyone was sort of into it, except I think um, – Ethan Stanislavski was being a huge bummer about it. <laughs> well, that's good. I like diversity <laughs> of thought and opinion. So thank you, Ethan. Um, but yeah, it's – my opinion was the government should disclose its history with – you know, um, extraterrestrial life forms. Right. And that includes the suppression of free, free energy. energy. That's what we're talking about today. Yeah. The, the idea that the government is hiding free energy sources from us. And this is one that had I done this episode maybe even just a year ago yeah probably i feel like a year ago i'd still have the same stance maybe 2 years ago i'd probably think this idea was a little more outlandish than i do now now i just kind of buy it yeah yeah you know it's the people who shut this stuff down just you know 
I like skeptics. Be skeptical about everything. Question everything. But just, you know, consider it. Yeah. You know, there's – people have an interest to shut this stuff down. It would completely empower people. Right. Yeah. Do uh, people in power want the people empowered? Right. They I just never said do. that. <laughs> <laughs> that is – that was – I just channeled that shit. Freestyling. Yeah. Freestyling for real. But you, so it's – I think it's worth considering. And when there's smoke, there's fire. Yeah. So yeah, there's there are a lot of resources and documentaries and books and things out there. We'll talk about a few of them. On the episode last week, we talked about what we'll do if when aliens inevitably land. That was last week's topic. Well, publicly because and then also it's like what type of alien because it's a, is it, you know, extraterrestrial or is it interdimensional, intertime? Yeah. You know, and if it's interdimensional, they can appear in, you know, they're beyond what, like matter? So it's beyond matter. Yeah. You can sort of appear how you want to appear, you know, maybe. We should have had you on that episode too. I look, I love <laughs> this stuff. I can, I'm happy to come back anytime you're happy to chit chat <laughs> with me. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, and the the reason we're talking about all this again, we just released publicly for the first time. Don't tell the government. We uh, we had recorded an episode in January 2018 because I'm sure you remember this. In October 2017, somewhere around then, the New York Times released this article about all these UFO, uh, these yeah. Navy pilots. And it kind of went under the radar because everyone was freaking out about yeah. some crazy stuff that Trump did. Yeah, I, I feel like if this was, if this is some sort of <laughs> government plot where they're, they're, they're like, all right, this is the time to pull the trigger. We're telling everyone about aliens. I feel like the people planning that didn't expect Trump to be in office. And they tried yeah. it in October and we're like, fuck, nobody cares because <laughs> Nobody Trump. cares. That's crazy. And you know what? I feel like they've been... You know, I don't know what's going on and I don't, you know, want to automatically just go to the worst possible scenario of like, yeah, they're suppressing it. But make, maybe something happened and they, for whatever reason, I mean, there's how many series on mainstream like networks are there about aliens, ancient aliens? Right. You know, I think we're being eased into it or that's sort of what it feels like for me also. Yeah. And that's that's been a, a pretty long running conspiracy theory and we'll actually get to it at the end of this i'm going to end this with a, a a doozy of a theory but it's not it's not my own theory it's one that other people have proposed there's there's so many different examples of ufo like not i would call it evidence videos yeah things we've seen but then also all these movies all this pop culture open stuff. secret and it feels like a like a the way it's been described in other conspiracy theories is it's sort of softening the public up for yeah eventually introducing something to us and the the idea there is it uh, i think the the conspiracy theory that we'll get to at the end is is it that aliens are real or is it that the government is going to try and convince us we are under attack from aliens as part of a bigger agenda to pull off something else well interestingly enough i think both I think it might there might be a propaganda campaign yeah. to, for whatever reason because government fear-based fear-based tactics are effective and efficient. So, you know, I can't see them stop using, you know, that way, but like, you know, I I've been 
watching, and we're, I think we're going to get into this a little bit later, but a lot of Dr. Stephen Greer stuff. Yeah. And he is very, uh, he's the one who's insistent that aliens, most aliens are here for the betterment. Right. Yeah. And that um, there is a lot of propaganda as well. And that the, the things already. that they have brought that would make society better are among other things, what we're talking about today, like things yeah. that would just give us all free energy. Yeah, and everyone would – you'd basically – no one would be a slave to anybody. Right. If you could power all your own stuff. Right. And there are – like you'd be – I mean, that's be, a broad – you know, a very yeah. broad statement, but it would it would change life as we know it. And you'd be kind of silly to assume that the the interests that control fossil fuels right now wouldn't have some – vested interest in shutting stuff like that down like we have we'll we'll talk about in a minute some like historical examples of that actually happening. oh my god all all the time it's just it's the whole conservative thing you're just holding on to the past with your teeth teeth because it serves you you don't care about the the greater good or the betterment it's just like well you know i want to keep my wealth yeah and this is going to be bad for business right and I'm in the – yeah, so it's it's sort of like, yeah, being the gatekeepers of this fuel makes them really rich. Yeah, it would – like it stands to reason that they wouldn't want to give that up. And that that comes up a lot on – in the documentary Unacknowledged that yeah. uh, Stephen Greer I think made that documentary. But he's yeah. definitely the, the key figure in it. And the thing about this conspiracy theory, which – I hate even calling it that, but whatever. I yeah, know. is there another term we can use? Because I was thinking about that. Yeah, I guess just theory. As well, theory, yeah. Theory works. Uh, but kind of the crux of it is well, with this documentary, what Stephen Greer, like with this particular conspiracy theory, the people pushing it aren't as easy to discredit. Yeah. As someone like Alex Jones, who's yeah. just a dude from Austin who yeah. started a. a PBS show and then a YouTube channel and now people yeah. take him seriously. Well, it's just yeah, with with the work that Stephen Greer is doing, everything is well documented. Right. It's there's evidence and he is actually an advocate of being skeptical as well because he is a scientist. Yeah. He is a scientist. Um a lot of people who have spoken on the documentary, I watched a while ago and I watched a little bit of it again for this, but um are people who are qualified. Yeah. There's, you know, it's, it, it would make more sense. Like if I went and said something, of course, like, you know, it'd be like, what does she have to do with any of this? But, you know, if you're having a U.S. naval guy who's in charge of all that, you know, this is, I sound ignorant as hell about the government, <laughs> but I just also, I have other opinions about the government, which, you know, right. Well, again, you know, it's all, I think it's all like, it's all theater. So yeah. why get so invested in the workings? Yeah, that's that's kind of the thing about everything about the government is yeah. it does at some level it 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 starts to feel like none of this really matters. Like none of what we're talking about like it's not like putting this podcast out is going to stop anything. Yeah. And it's probably not going to change any minds. At the end of the day, it's all entertainment. Yeah. Even like I've said that about Trump's war with the mainstream media. That doesn't feel like a war. That feels like a mutually beneficial relationship that's being staged to look like a war. 
Yeah. And yeah, I just, I, I feel like well, that. It's just like, we don't, how do we even know what's going on? That's the thing is we're being told one thing. So it's just, to me, it's, it's difficult to become too invested in something that I don't, you know, I don't know what the hell it is. Right. And what it's doing and what's really going on and who's in charge. And I honestly, you know, don't believe in fully. Yeah. Obviously. I mean, look who, like, we have like a, what, is he a rapist? Is he now, are people coming out and saying he's an, all-out rapist yeah which is a type of murderer in my opinion he's just a fucking criminal all around like just a bad person so it's just you know i that's anyway but like just for (laughs) someone to work in that um to work in government and then come out and publicly say these things publicly you know testify to this that is that's significant yeah there's there's another documentary we'll talk about a lot in this episode also called uh, – it's on Netflix. Both of these are on Netflix right now. It's called Bob Lazar, Area 51 in UFOs. And it's about a whistleblower who came out in the 80s and basically said, yeah, I worked on like free energy technology, like yeah. reverse engineered alien technology. And he was like, I'm just coming out because it's a thing people need to know and – I just want to tell you and then move on with my life. Yeah. And the degree to which the government doesn't let him just move on with his life is as much of an indicator as anything that he's probably – there's some degree of truth to what he's saying. And do you think their behavior, the behavior of the government is vindictive? Like it's sort of like, okay, you know, you messed with us, so we're going to – or do you think they really think he's still a threat? I think they they think he's still a threat. Yeah. Because one of the things I don't want to get too far ahead, but one of the things that happens during the course of this documentary, which was filmed last year, I think, the FBI raids him again. They raid his home mm. based on something he said in a conversation with the filmmakers in the middle of the fucking woods. Like he took them out in the middle of nowhere to have this conversation. And the FBI raided his home based on that conversation. That's wild. It's like, how the fuck did they even hear that? So they're monitoring him closely, obviously. So yeah, like he's, I mean, yeah, he's in the crosshairs. Right. And it's not because the things that he's saying are false. Yeah, well, of course. Like if it was just false, they would just let him run with it and discredit him. And before we get into that, let's, let's let Stephen Greer himself run through his theory quick. Uh... This is a a one-minute explanation of it. The energy is extracted from the fabric of the space around us, which means it cannot be metered. That is a direct threat to the single largest industry in the world, energy. It's goodbye ExxonMobil, goodbye oil, goodbye coal, goodbye linear transmission of electricity through power lines, all that gone. Unfortunately, it's someone's $200 trillion piggy bank. The proven oil and gas and coal reserves are worth north of $200 trillion. This information coming out would completely change geopolitical power more than anything since well in recorded human history. And it would happen in a generation. So, yeah, that's that's kind of the idea that not only is the government hiding alien technology, but they're hiding it because of that. Because, well, there's motive. Yeah. Yeah. Money. It, it would radically improve living conditions for 
the Almost. common people, the common people. Yeah, everyone Us. Yeah. in the world. And that clip is from a movie called Thrive, which I have not seen, but I'll probably watch it now. And they have another example in there. We won't play the clip, but uh, they have uh, apparently another clip in the movie where they talk about Tesla. And yeah. Tesla, like Nikolai Tesla, not fucking yeah, yeah. Uh, what's his for Elon Musk? Uh, and they talk about how he was working on an energy product or project with a uh, a a wealthy financier who had a vested interest in the energy market. And at one point, Tesla realized, well, this could just give the world free energy. Yeah. So that's what this is going to be. And. They stepped in and shut it down. And yeah. now we will never, ever, ever know if that would have worked and if we would be completely independent of fossil fuels now. Well, yeah. I mean, we by now, we can't change history, right? But we right. know the technology will, you know, no, but the technology could very well be here now. And you said it was reverse engineered. So the imp it was not given to us by aliens. It was found or discovered. That's what comes up a lot in the Bob Lazar documentary yeah. is that what he claims he did for a living for a long time was that he worked at Los Alamos and he was tasked with alien tech, not like reverse engineering alien technology that we had recovered in crashes. Yeah. But he also argued that there is some technology that we've just been given yeah. by aliens. And this documentary, it's on, like I said, it's on Netflix. He was, uh, he was a whistleblower. He went public in 1989. And in the documentary, they interview like the reporter who broke the story. Uh, they interview all of his friends, all of his family. And the thing is, everyone believes him. Yeah. 100%. No one even sort of doubts the things he's saying. And, the lengths the government went to to try and discredit him after he came out and said all this, like I said earlier, it's kind of indicative of the fact that he's probably on to something. Yeah, and it disrupts the status quo. And right. that bothers people. That ruffles a lot of feathers. So, you know, I believe him. Yeah. And one of the things they did to discredit him was he, as part of his official biography forever, had said that one – he went to college at MIT and two, that when he did all this work, he worked at Los Alamos for the government. And after he went public, the government was like, uh, yeah, we have no record of him at Los Alamos. And MIT also came out and was like, we don't show him oh, wow. as a student. And the, those two things have been the main points that people use to discredit this guy yeah. forever. And in this documentary, the filmmaker, his name is Jeremy Corbell, he manages to track down a phone directory from Los Alamos yeah. from the 1980s that shows Bob Lazar listed. Nice. I was going to ask if they found yeah. evidence from there in MIT as well. No, they don't find anything from MIT, but he also finds a, a newspaper profile of Bob Lazar from the 80s that mentions him working at Los Alamos. And what they bring up in the documentary and what Bob Lazar especially brings up a lot is, do you think Los Alamos hired him out of high school? Like, of course, he went yeah. to college somewhere. Yeah. And if they went to these lengths to cover up his professional history. You could pressure the this university. Mostly, it, this mostly just means they were more successful 
covering up his college history. Yeah. I don't think in it in any way points to the fact that he's not to be trusted. Well, I know, you know, I have I feel like I have an idea of, you know, what governments are capable of. Right. So it's not outside of the realm of possibility. Yeah, that's that's the thing. It comes up a lot on this podcast, but I know we've we've kind of put a we've made conspiracy theory kind of a derogatory term these days, but we see conspiracies all the time. Yeah, like, it's people with vested interests. Yeah, it's just two people, power. two people <laughs> working together toward a goal who aren't being open about the fact that they're working toward that goal, like police shootings. When we a video of a police shooting comes out and we find out that months ago the police knew about this and just since the video wasn't out, they figured they could just cover it up. That's yeah. a conspiracy. Yeah. Like they happen all the fucking time. And the there I would argue more likely to happen the when you're talking about stuff like this. Yeah, I mean to, for me, I'd rather know what's going on. You know? Yeah. I don't need to believe the lie. Yeah. That's that's the thing. Like we know we have a massive intelligence wing in our government. Yeah. Like we have two different intelligence agencies, more than that, really. Yeah. And we know propaganda is a thing. We know governments lie to their people. Like people who just immediately write off the idea of conspiracy theories in general, what do you think those departments are doing? <laughs> like what do you think they're spending all that money on? It's they're not spending right. it to tell you the truth. What is espionage? Yeah. Like <laughs> do we even have spies? Do we just make all that up? Like Yeah. Like of course this kind of shit happens. Yeah, I mean one of the articles you sent me um I think it was a third or fourth one, someone was just completely discrediting it. In ways of not like, you know, it was just sort of like a sweeping statement of, you know, it's a conspiracy theory and people are like, oh, you know, they just sort of dismiss it without even considering it. And again, it's just like, well, if so many people are saying this and there's so many, there's so much documented evidence from reliable sources, it's, it's interesting what that someone would just brush it off. Yeah, that, uh, the article you're referring to, I don't remember which one it is, but I'll link to it on the website. Uh, go hunt for it yourself, listeners. <laughs> but the guy they're quoting, it was a, a guy named Stephen Novella, who, and this is their quote, Claims to have debunked the entire theory using logical thought, which right away, fuck you. I know this is going in a terrible direction that but I don't yeah, want to hear. Yeah, it's like for, uh, the logical thought of a person, an individual person, which is not the most reliable narrator. Right. Not, or, for, or like, you know, source. Yeah. Log like you're just because you thought it was logical doesn't make it the end all be all truth. Yeah, for you, everyone. Like it's been said so many times that to reach these kind of heights when in terms of power, you have to be kind of a psychopath. There has to be some maybe ruthless pragmatism. Right. A, some sort of ruthless ruthlessness to I guess to excel so quickly. Right. And it could be at the expense of those around you or or so something. Yeah. This is a quote from Stephen Novella when debunking this theory. If free energy were real, someone would be making it happen. Ironically, the very existence of the free energy movement proves their own conspiracy theories wrong. If a company could produce a genuine free energy machine, they would. And they would become the wealthiest company in the world. If it existed, it would already be here. That's such a shitty argument. I can't. And... What the fuck does he think about free energy is going to make someone the wealthiest person 
in the world. That's exactly why these energy companies want to stop. Well, yeah, because that's going to make someone else not the wealthiest right. person in the world, right? It so. would make them not the wealthiest. Like free energy is exactly what it sounds like. It's yeah. free. Like you would need some sort of infrastructure to administer it and you could maybe ask people to pay for that. But that's going to be a pretty flat fee that's not going to go up or down based on their yeah. consumption. Like it would it would change the fucking world. I mean, what bothers me is he said it was logical thinking and, you know, you're not even looking at evidence because I think the right. logical thing is aliens exist. Most scientists, I think at this point would say just, you know, statistically, how could they not? Right. And there's so much smoke around, you know, just E.T. presence. Yeah. Here. For like, I think, it, you know, it really started taking off in the 50s. But that's yeah, the 40s and 50s. But that's when we started having more media, like broadcast media. Right. So, but one interesting thing that comes up in the Unacknowledged documentary is right after Roswell, like weeks after Roswell is when the CIA started and when the Air Force started. Yeah. Like almost immediately after that happened. Like that's not nothing. Yeah. Like those two things, it's not that crazy to assume those two things might be related and at least one of those operations job was to hide this shit from us. Yeah. Like it's the people. Not that crazy. And this idea that well, free energy would – if you develop that, it would make you the richest person in the world. What about Napster? Sean Parker gave us the means of getting all the free music in the world that yeah. we could ever want. And did the music companies of the world sit back and go, all right, that's cool. We don't mind. <laughs> no, they shut that shit down. Shut it down. And now songs are $1.99 each again. <laughs> like it's, it's, not, it's insane that they any out, news outlet would consider that – a debunking of this theory. It's so simplistic. Yeah. It's not thinking about it whatsoever. <laughs> and it's just inherently it, it, trusting the government. It's almost to tell like gaslighting in a way. It's just saying, yeah. this is, you know, what are you talking about? This is it. Yeah. Like, what, why do you believe this fucking obvious scientist who knows a lot about what he's talking about? And why would you believe that? Like, yeah. You just sort of paint them as an unreliable source. But yeah, he's, I mean, I think anyone with critical thinking skills can. I was so annoyed when I read that. Yeah. It, shit like that drives me insane. One of the, the examples I bring up all the time, there's a conspiracy theory about Pearl Harbor that the government had knowledge ahead of time of Pearl Harbor. And part of that conspiracy theory is that someone put this ad in, I think it was New Yorker magazine, for a game called the, I think it was called Deadly Double. And it had, if you look at the ad, it's got all these what seem like references to the day that the Pearl Harbor attack is going to happen. And if you look at the Snopes article about it, they're like, no, we interviewed the guy and he just said it was a game he was working on. So he took out this ad and then he never finished the game. Like before I get to the rest, that part alone is crazy. Yeah. Like you haven't even finished the game and you're taking out expensive ass ads in the New Yorker. Yeah. But then the last paragraph, they're like, oh, also he worked in the office of strategic services during <laughs> World War II. And that's the fucking precursor to the CIA. <laughs> yeah. And you just throw that out at the end and you're like patently false. It's like he's lying to you. You just like take out the biggest piece of context. Yeah. Like, ugh. And yeah, that's that's kind of what you see with this theory is the the attempts to debunk it are just 
show us the proof. And it's like he would love to, but the government would fucking murder him. Yeah. And one of the were, were you going to say something? No, no, I'm oh. um, yeah. One of the things that I mentioned earlier is that this raid happens, and it's it, it ties into this entire theory because one of the key proponents of this theory is something called Element One Fifteen, which, according to Bob Lazar and uh, what's the other doctor's name, Stephen Greer. Uh, according to Bob Lazar and Stephen Greer, both this element 115 is kind of the building block of this alien technology that would give us free energy. Okay. And it used to be a thing that just was mentioned in alien conspiracy theories. And now it's an actual element. In 2003, a bunch of scientists from Russia and the United States were able to make a synthetic version of element 115. They, wow, they yeah. call it Moscovium, I think. But according to the official story, they were only able – they've only ever been able to synthesize like five atoms of it. And even if they could make more, it's not stable enough to use in any technology. And is this related to uh, zero-point or quantum vacuum energy generation? Yeah. Okay, so that's the technology that that Greer says we could use for free energy. Right, that would – that basically powers those zero point energy machines yeah. and things like, I don't know if it's the same as a cold fusion reactor, which is along the same lines, but I think that's different. But this. Yeah, I'm seeing there are technologies that have been invented, uh, perpetual motion machines, cold fusion generation generators and torus based generators. So I don't, I don't know the mechanics of those at all, but. Yeah, those, those are the, the machines that uh, I think in a lot of cases are. What what Bob Lazar claims is that was his job, was to kind of reverse engineer these alien machines and crafts using the technology we had yeah. available. Yeah, so it's it's okay, so those those are some of the equipment that's being built to harness this uh these unconventional energy reservoirs. Right. So yeah, we're just trying to create the technology. We know that this is where the energy is. This is where the source is. How do we harness that? Right. And to hear him describe like how the, these machines uh, cause jet propulsion, he says they basically modify the gravity field around them to the point that it's almost as if the craft is just always falling forward. Like this machine is rem like putting gravity in front of it so it falls. Oh, and just doing it with a, a machine that can basically produce that energy infinitely, which is nuts. And this Element 115, the thing about them saying they've only synthesized five atoms, he claims at some point an alien civilization gave us 500 pounds of this Element 115 and that we've been using that to reverse engineer alien technology. And – that's what they were talking about when this raid happens in the documentary, that conversation he has in the woods. In the woods, yeah. He kind of insinuates that he maybe got a little of this Element 115 out of Los Alamos. Wow. And a couple days later, the FBI shows up to raid his fucking house. So if the if they didn't have it, would they have raided the place like if yeah what's if the there was deal? nothing what's to recover even if he's like if he's just lying 
Was that the was so that was the gist of the conversation in the woods? Was that he had this element? He was he kind of implies okay. that he has this element. But yeah, why are they giving him grief? Right. If he doesn't, and there's if, lots of people who put stuff on YouTube. Like we're we're talking shit. And, yeah, you know, they're leaving us alone. But like, yeah, what does he have? Yeah, that's the thing. Like, if he was lying about that, there's no reason for that raid. There's yeah. nothing. Like, if they knew. Well, no, we don't have a stockpile of Element 115 at Los Alamos, so there's nothing for him to have smuggled out. Yeah. Then you don't send the agents out. Like, the fact that they raided his home after that conversation, that's suspicious as fuck. Yeah. Like, that Like that does not look good for the government. And it's – I don't know. It's fucking crazy. Everyone should watch this documentary. Yeah, I haven't seen the sure. second one. I, the – um. I think Area it, 51? What's yeah, it called? it's called Bob Lazar, Bob Area Lazar. 51, and UFOs. And uh, he worked at Area 51, but he calls it by a different name. I think S4 or something like that in the documentary. And it's fascinating. He draws images of the, the craft he claims to have seen and the machines he worked on. He goes really in-depth about how element 115 works and how you synthesize it to make it into a power source and like if he's making it all up god damn it's such an elaborate hoax like there's like it would take all of your life's work to generate a hoax like this well that's sort of the thing is when people try to discredit this it's like what's the benefit to the individual to dedicate his life to this right you know, like, yeah, it's not like and he even when he came out initially in the 80s, he was like, I'm not going on the lecture circuit after yeah. this. I'm not going to go talk at UFO conventions. He's like, I did this work and I feel like the government should be telling people about it. That's it. Yeah. And all of that to me makes him seem very credible. There's nothing in the documentary that makes him out to be a liar. Yeah. Which I don't know that that uh, that that matters when it comes to stuff like this. Yeah, because it's just what's the motive? What's the incentive? And, you know, there's. Yeah, like there's no I would argue for almost anyone who comes forward with information like this. There's never an incentive. Yeah, because they if you watch we've talked about this a lot. If you watch the acknowledged unacknowledged documentary, they talk about it a lot. But the the government and especially the CIA, like there have been. (laughs) Freedom of Information Act requests that have – like there have been documents released through that that have shown that like the CIA has made agreements with all of the top publishers, like all the news media outlets. And what happens is when a story like this is presented to someone like the New York Times, it gets rejected all the way down the line until it ends up in like the National Enquirer. Mm, yeah. And they, there are people in the documentary, people who've worked for the government who are like, sometimes that stuff you're reading in there is true. Yeah. It's just that because of the way our government works and how they impose secrecy and control information – you're not going to hear about it in what you consider a credible source. Yeah. Like we really, really hate the National Enquirer now because of their association with Trump and shit. But people forget like the National Enquirer solved Bill Cosby's son's murder. Like, they did. They were the ones who like they published a story that ended up like they got the information that ended up solving that case. And, you know, yeah. whoever had that had to have taken it. To other people first, mm. like you wouldn't just go to the Inquirer first, yeah. which then begs the question, why did it fucking end up in the Inquirer 
in the first place. But so like it stands to reason that sometimes they get actual information, I guess. Well, yeah, it's just, you know, why blindly if 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 you're being skeptical about this thing, why do you why do you expect the other side to just blindly accept your position? Right. Right. And why would you ever it's almost unpatriotic to blindly trust your government. Yeah. It's dangerous for yeah. sure. But it's all it's kind of contrary to what this country is supposed to be. Like you're supposed to be able to oppose and question this government. Yeah. That's why it's so great. You're supposed to be checks and balances. Right. So what what's the harm in questioning them? Like I don't I've always thought that just what's if it's true then why does it matter? Yeah. Yeah. You know? So if it if it is true that the government is suppressing free energy sources from us, which is possible. One of the things I had in the notes that I don't know if I even added it to these notes, but oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, the government has all of these secret patents out in the world. You can read about it. There's an article called The Government Secret Inventions on Slate.com. Thousands. Yeah. At the time of this article, 5,784 patents that we are not allowed to see. They're under what's called secrecy orders. And this is a system that dates back to the 1930s, but it especially took off after World War II, kind of like the CIA and the Air Force. And given the it, – it gives the government the power to flag any patent, even those submitted by the public – as detrimental to national security. And sometimes they just stay that way forever. Yeah. Like sometimes the government's just like, nope, no one ever gets to know about this. And then I think I read in one of the articles that also by the time some of them are released, the secrecy orders are, you know, removed. Um, the technology is old. And then the inventor just completely, you know, it's, yeah. it, it's such a violation of their livelihood. Right. I think. And it, I, I imagine there are situations where we need it. Yeah, like we yeah. need something like this. Like that I we're probably thinking of the the same example, but it was a guy who developed something that would make like telephone or cell phone communication easier. Yeah. I believe. And they were like, "Oh, that's going to make terrorists or make more secure." Right. More secure, less um e like hard, more difficult to hack into. Right. And the government was like, uh, that's going to make it easier for terrorists to talk. Yeah. So we'll, we'll classify that for a while. And then, yeah, when they took it off, he was like, motherfuckers, are, and then, our yeah. phones are in our head now. Nobody gives a shit. But yeah, when they, the, I think that it, the issue being brought up in the article was sort of the bureaucracy of it where, okay, let's say they put a pin in it and they're like, well, you know, we'll go over this, but they never would. Right. Cut to decades later and they release the patent and it's just, it's old technology. Yeah, there's an example in one of the articles, one of the – they finally declassified a patent uh, for a cryptograph from 1936 and they declassified that in the year 2000. <laughs> like, thanks. We will get that to production. And it's like I want to know what happened to the scientist or the, the individual who made this, you know? Yeah. It's just – I don't know. It, it rubs me the wrong way. Yeah, we did an episode of this show not too long ago about a guy named Philip Taylor Kramer, who, one, used to be the bass player in the band Iron Butterfly, who sang Inagata Davida, but also, after he left the band, got an engineering degree 
and went on to work for all of these huge firms. And his father, his entire life, had claimed to be working on this technology that, one, proved almost everything about Einstein's theory of relativity false and would also have made basically teleportation possible. Yeah. And he died. Philip Taylor Kramer, at the time of his death, was like, people are going to kill me for this, like this thing we're working on. It's going to change everything. And someone will probably kill me over it. And his dad claims that if he ever heard that he called 911 and said, I'm going to kill myself, what he was actually saying is that he, someone is about to kill him. Yeah. And that happened. Like that's, how he died. He went, oh, he called 911. Said he to- went to pick a friend up from the airport, from LAX. And all they know from there is he waited 45 minutes and then left without picking the friend up and made something like 17 cell phone calls to various people. And at the end, called 911 and said, uh, my name's Philip Taylor Kramer. I'm going to kill myself. Also, OJ is innocent. They did it. And then he just fucking disappeared. And they found his car in the bottom of Decker Canyon four years later with the fucking license plates missing. Like, where did the license plates go? Like, who got the fuck down to the bottom of Decker Canyon to get his fucking license plates off that car? Because it's not like they just, like, were broken and in pieces. Someone removed the license plates from his car. Like, that that's weird as fuck. There's no way to prove... Yeah, that's that someone killed him for the technology he was working on. But it's certainly suspicious. And all they need is plausible deniability. Yeah, that's, uh, you know. Yeah. And it's I don't know. It's just worth it's it's I feel like it's in the general public's best interest to, like, open your mind up a little bit to the idea that this government might be corrupt beyond just shitty tweets. Yeah. Like, Do you think maybe it's too stressful for the average person or not i don't want to say the average person but like for most people to handle because it does disrupt the status quo right and if you're sort of com- yeah comfortable it's sort of it's some matrix shit kind of yeah like it's almost like if you don't know do you want to know like we just did an episode of list cast oh yeah like do you want to sort of disrupt the yeah you know the illusion we did an episode of list cast about dystopian futures we would most want to live in and most of my picks were the ones where people just don't know like, yeah, like that ignorance is a bliss type of thing. Yeah. Like the Matrix, the alternative is in reality, you're like sleeping in a cocoon, but then you're just out living your life and you're just oblivious to everything that's happening. Yeah. Like I, there's got to be some comfort in that. So, yeah, I can understand the position and yeah. the discomfort. Yeah. But yeah, I've always been curious. So. Oh, well. Go ahead. The whole little OJ thing, you just slipped that in there. Can we? Uh, yeah. What? He, uh, that, <laughs> What's that theory? I haven't heard that one. No one else has either. That, those were literally his dying word or his last words. And when they initially released his 911 call, they cut that part from the 911 call. And they just released the part that said, yeah. I'm Philip Taylor Kramer and I'm going to kill myself. Yeah. But he was, I guess, kind of implying that the same people who were after him had said, Oh, I, I remember the connection. Now he had, they, they say, or they don't say, we know not long before this, he had been hired to examine some sort of video evidence in the OJ trial. And 
that's crazy to me because I'm old enough to very much remember the OJ trial. I was in fucking high school when yeah, it happened. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember shit about any video evidence in the OJ trial. And whatever he worked on on that for that as as part of that project apparently convinced him OJ Simpson was innocent and was being set up. And when he died or committed suicide, that was the last thing he said was that OJ was innocent and they did it. Yeah. What a world we live in. Yeah. I mean, he And how crazy is it that he that He won the criminal case. Yeah. How crazy is it that that happened where we live? Yeah, that was in L.A., huh? That was in L.A. That Rolling Stone writer whose car just mysteriously, like, flipped yeah. after he was working on some story about the government. That was in L.A. Woo! Welcome to Conspiracy the Show. I, lo- I, I feel like I'm putting your life in danger now. <laughs> I, You know, I'm, I'm so interested in these things. I know. This, and and I sh- I'm sure there's They'll get several... Bob Lazar before they get Yeah, us. that's what I'm saying. When they start, you know, going after some of those others, then it's like, okay, maybe we should chill out a little bit. But at this point... Yeah, I have the word conspiracy in the title of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> that's going to put most people off right away. <laughs> so speaking of conspiracy, I have a couple... Yeah. Possible scenarios for what's going on here that I want to run through. This one is, is kind of the, almost the silver lining one or the, the least, the least scary scenario. Okay. Maybe the U.S. government is hesitant to embrace green energy or to acknowledge global warming or climate change as a threat because we have this technology and they know they can whip it out literally at the last minute. And up until then, we're just going to raid the planet of natural resources and make money off of it and hope it doesn't set the entire globe on fire in the process. And then when we, you know, have no, when we've pillaged the planet, then the right. idea is like, then, oh, this is our last. Then we get to come in front of the world and go, don't worry, we can fix this. We have the technology you need. It's still sad. Oh, yeah. It's crazy sad. I, l- because I think it, of the planet as an entity. Oh, yeah. It's abusive to the planet, and it, it would be an idea that relies on just billions of people living in intense suffering Yeah, for a long, long time until we finally decide to do the right thing, which at that point, there is no right thing. Yeah. Like, you just finally did a thing. That's a bummer. Yeah. And there's this theory actually comes up in the Unacknowledged documentary, and it's kind of along the same lines, and it's... It's a theory that's been tossed around by a lot of conspiracy theorists in the past, which is that the U.S. government is going to launch a false flag attack using reverse engineered alien technology, like to make it look like, oh, shit, the aliens are here. And not only are they going to launch this attack that makes it look like aliens are here, but those aliens are going to be like, look, we can solve your energy problem. You just need to, like, cede control of your world to us. And what if the U.S. government is planning to do that so we can be that world government? Like maybe like that's it's that feels like it would be the logical conclusion of us launching a false flag attack involving aliens. So the false flag attack is the aliens are here. Right. You know what a false flag attack is? No, no. that's what It's uh, a false flag attack is when a country attacks itself and blames someone else. Oh, gotcha. Like, okay. People claim you scapegoat someone. You make someone else the like nine eleven. A lot of people okay claim nine eleven was a false flag attack. There was actually to whip up fear. 
to whip up fear and give us a reason to keep the the war machine going. Which is very profitable. Very profitable. The people who profit. And there's a there's a pretty famous document from around the time of the Cuban Missile Crisis where someone within the government proposed this idea where we would send troops to Cuba. But instead of doing U.S. military shit, they would pretend to be terrorists and commit acts of terror posing as Cuban nationals, all in an attempt to basically garner support for the U.S. invading Cuba. Which is insane. It was them proposing yeah. that we literally kill U.S. soldiers to get the country more interested in going to war. So and were these soldiers privy? No, no, okay. no one was. And that's the thing. Like that document. So there's so many layers of like, yeah, these soldiers work for the government. And right. They're being dis- sacrificed. Yeah. So that's yeah, dark. And like there's even when people bring that up, like skeptic types will be like, yeah, but they didn't do it. But they were considering it. How do you know they haven't done it since then? Like, this was the fucking 60s, and that's the one document we've been able to uncover. They're good at hiding documents. Like, we don't – it's – shit like this is totally possible, especially if we have alien technology that – They have the the advantage of power and money and the media and really everything. And so they could – you know, if they control the media, the information we're getting is the information they want to give us. And if any government in this world is going to be the one to decide, we should be the only one. It's us. Like, it's absolutely us. Like, we would be the government that would do that kind of shit. So, I don't know. I hope we're not. You know, I'm just... I hope the free energy's out there and that we get it someday. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's uh, that would be... That would be great. That would be... Wow. Yeah. But... Wow. I hope it doesn't involve a pretend alien invasion well yeah so that would be propaganda so we the the way i base propaganda they just don't want to tell us what's going on like hey this is one of the one of the ways yeah i mean like pollution free no cost energy and it's they want to it's just crazy that for financial benefit this is being hidden from the people right yeah, it's it's fucking depressing. And that is this is not unprecedented stuff. So it's like, yeah, this could happen. And what's a spe- if if you you really want to get deep conspiracy theory about it, one uh thing I came across researching this is there is a a theory out there uh as it it was posted uh by anonymous, I think. But one of the that that's one of the theories that that's what's happening and it's this nazi named uh where the fuck is he because it's just so comforting werner von braun <laughs> is a former nazi who had at one point suggested the idea that well if we have reverse engineered craft maybe we should just use it as a uh, a way to launch a false flag attack and take over the world and there's an interview out there with him where he mentions, well, if something like that happens, there's going to be stages where first your enemy is like Russia, and then the mm. enemy is going to be like Muslims. So this is a layered false flag right. attack. So- and and the way he, he explained it was once it gets to your enemy is aliens, yeah. it's done. Like that's – it's starting. Well, then you have people. Point. People are going to band together. Right. And he mentions uh, Space Force. He's like once there's – you know, like – once you see your government like setting up a space force to like 
fight off asteroids. Next, it's going to be aliens. And then your government's going to take over the world. Yeah, I mean, we... That's been a, a long-standing theory, the you know one yeah. world order, the new central world order. new world, yeah, the central you know banking system, central government, you know. It's crazy how having someone like Trump in office makes all of that feel possible. Yeah, I mean, it's just this, he doesn't care, you know, like he doesn't even care. He doesn't even pretend to care. Yeah, if so, any if any president in U.S. history was going to be the one. To agree to consolidate all the world's power under the United States. It would be him. Yeah. I mean, he's like an imperialist in a way. Like he's just – he wants to be a king. Right. He wants to hang out with with the Kremlin and just all these other – you know, and it's a and plan, be rich. And it's a plan that, one, would make you rich and, two, requires a person who doesn't really care that much if people live or die. Yeah. And that's it. Oh, fun. <laughs> what a fun way to wrap this up. I think we can all agree the aliens are coming. Whether they're real or not, we don't know. Might be a bunch of fucking Navy pilots flying those <laughs> well, I mean, UFOs that invade eventually. I think they're here. It's just, again, the propaganda machine yeah. is, you know, you think. Yeah, I buy that too. It's in the works. Like, I feel like at this point, and it, that Stephen Greer says it right at the beginning of Unacknowledged. I feel like we do have evidence. Like people argue, oh, where's the evidence? We've seen it. You just every time you see it, you go, okay, but I'm sure science can explain that. Well, that's in some the thing way. is, it's not being validated by the sources that they that they right. trust. And why do they trust these resources or these sources? Right. Because they were sort of told to. They were raised to. Yeah. Exactly. So you you're not getting the validation from it's. There's so much programming and conditioning, and we're doomed. <laughs> we are doomed. Well, I think that's our episode. Thank you so much for doing it. This was so much fun. <laughs> we're do No, I don't think we're doomed. I think it's all yeah. – I think uh, there's a lot of insanity going on and I don't know. We can, it's all perspective. Yeah, I mean we could you know? pull out of it. We pulled out of World War II eventually. I'm just trying to like leave <laughs> on an optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> Did anyone die in World War II? I don't remember. Ugh. Yeah, but I do I, remember. Holy shit, it, that was a joke. But th I think you know what that does. What, that does annoy me when people discrediting reliable sources. That that bothers me a lot. Yeah, discrediting reliable sources and. Relying on unreliable sources, provided they're discrediting what you want to discredit. Mass manipulation. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so thank you so much for doing this. I'll definitely have you back on. I'd love to. This was a lot of fun. Uh, what do you have to plug before we get out of here? So facial recognition comedy has, um, upcoming shows in July. What is that? When does this episode? What a great out? name for a comedy show to plug on a conspiracy theory podcast. I know. <laughs> That's great. What were you going to say? When does this episode drop? This will be out in two weeks. Oh, okay, perfect. So the second Sunday of every month, uh, we're at Westside Comedy Theater in Santa Monica. I believe the next one is July 14th, 9 p.m. And then we are at the Irvine Improv Tuesday, July 23rd at 8 p.m. And then we're at New York Comedy Club that Friday. Um, I guess that would be the 25th? 25th Something like 26th? that. 26th? 
something like whatever that Friday is we're at New York Comedy Club 11.30pm um, Gramercy facialrecognitioncomedy.com there's a calendar um, I'm Fizzadasani Fizzadasani.com at Fizzadasani F-I-Z-A-A D-O-S-A-N-I um, on all social media platforms and uh, I perform like every night so if you want to come see me or uh, want to work on something hit me up do it uh, and come to our backyard show on July 6th if that hasn't happened already by now that's going to be a lot of goddamn fun uh, unpopsfoodparty.eventbrite.com for tickets for that and that's on July 6th and uh, we got a bunch of new podcasts check out Pod the Life and the 90s Sucked and Doc Jams and all that shit that's it let's get the fuck out of here Fizzle. say goodbye see ya goodbye everybody we love you People of Earth, your planet is about to be destroyed.